Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Comard here from Comard's NFTs, bringing you another episode of Comard's Class. Last week, we talked about what is blockchain, and that was part one. We discussed the history of the blockchain as well as what the blockchain is exactly. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to go listen to it on your favorite podcast network. Now, this week, we are going to be talking about what is blockchain part two. We will be talking about how the blockchain works, public versus private, and how to use the blockchain. But before we do, I want to announce our newest partnership with the King of Hearts Music. He is now producing all the background music for the show, and we are officially going to be broadcasting from the King of Hearts studio. Now, real quick, a word about our sponsors. This month, we do have the... WP Octane as our first tier three official sponsor. WP Octane is a WordPress management and hosting company built to make sure your website is firing on all cylinders. Check them out at wpoctane.co. Our tier two sponsors include Droppies. Airdrop faster with droppies.com. View analytics on your airdrop campaign. Generate a list of token holders. View your history of past airdrops and send NFTs to unlimited wallets. You can do that at droppies.com. Additionally, we do have Astro Zero as a tier two sponsor as well. They are an up and coming blockchain about to be released. They are community driven and designed to empower all NFT artists. Find them at astroelon.net. Without further ado, let's dive right in and pick up where we left off last week. So how does the blockchain work? For starters, guys, you should know that the blockchain was not an accident. It wasn't a mistake. That was a name that was intended. You'll kind of understand it here as this digital ledger is referred to as a chain, right? And now that's made up of numerous blocks of data. Thus, the blockchain. As new or fresh data is added to the network, a new block is created and attached to this chain. This process does involve nodes updating their version of the blockchain ledger to be identical. The key here is the way in which these new blocks are created and why they are considered to be extremely secure. It's set up that a majority of these nodes must verify and confirm the legitimacy of any new data before a new block is permitted to be on the ledger. An example would be any cryptocurrency. They might ensure that the new transactions in the block were not fraudulent transactions or that the coins had not been spent more than once or previously spent, thus making it different from a standalone database or spreadsheet where one person can make changes without any oversight or even any standard. After there is a majority confirmation, the block is then added to the blockchain or the chain and the underlying transactions are recorded and distributed to the ledger and in the ledger. Blocks are securely linked together, forming a secured digital chain from the beginning of the ledger to the very present. Transactions are typically secured using cryptography, meaning that nodes need to solve complex mathematical equations to process each transaction. Now, each transaction also has a code. This code does have to be unlocked, and these nodes and miners run thousands of potential combinations like that on a combination lock to confirm each transaction. Now, typically there is a reward for validating these transactions. The reward for their efforts in validating this information and shared data, nodes are typically rewarded with new amounts of the blockchain's native currency. 
One example would be Bitcoin on the Bitcoin blockchain. So let's talk about private blockchains versus public. It's important to note that there are both public and private blockchains. Public blockchains allow for anyone to participate, meaning that they can read, write, and audit the data on the blockchain. Notably though, it is very difficult to alter these transactions logged in a public blockchain as no single authority controls any of these nodes. On the other side, a private blockchain is controlled by an entity or an organization or group. Only the entity can decide who is invited to the system, plus it has the authority to go back and actually alter that blockchain data. Not okay in my opinion. The private blockchain process is more similar to an in-house data storage system, except spread over multiple nodes to increase the security of it. This leads me to the next point. How are we using blockchain today? Blockchain technology can and is used for a number of different purposes, from providing financial services to administering voting systems. Yeah, that's right, guys. Voting systems. I've composed a list of some of the most common uses so far. You also need to understand that as we continue to use the blockchain, not only will we evolve as users and the ways that we use the blockchain, but the blockchain itself is going to continue to evolve as well. And we've seen that already from the time that uh, Satoshi had invented Bitcoin and the Bitcoin blockchain. Look at where it's at today versus at that point in time. So let's talk about cryptocurrency, which was the first use of blockchain. Today, it's the backbone of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. When people buy or exchange and spend cryptocurrency, their transactions are recorded and related on the blockchain. The more people using cryptocurrency, the more widespread blockchain is going to become. Because cryptocurrencies are so volatile, they are not yet used much to purchase goods and services. However, PayPal, Square, and other many services are making digital assets broadly available to vendors and retail customers. Let's talk about banking for a minute. That's another one. Beyond cryptocurrency, blockchain is being used to process transactions in fiat currencies like dollars, euros, even rupees. This could be faster than sending money through a bank or a financial institution as the transactions can be verified much more quickly and processed outside of normal business hours. It's frustrating when we go to process something at the bank and it takes three to five business days. Oh, that's eight to five a.m. Yeah, no, that sucks. So think about that in regards to the blockchain and the alleviation on that that the blockchain provides. Asset transfers. Blockchain can also be used to record and transfer ownership of different assets. Now, this is currently very popular with digital assets such as NFTs. Most of us are familiar with what an NFT is, but for the sake of conversation, an NFT is a non-fungible token, a representation of ownership of digital art, videos, music, and more. However, blockchain could also be used to process the ownership of real-life assets, like a deed to a real estate property that you own, vehicles, birth and death certificates, and much more. The two sides of a party would first use the blockchain to verify that one owns the property and the other has the money to buy said property. Then they can complete and record the sale on the blockchain. Using this process could transfer property deeds without manually submitting paperwork to update the local county governments and records. and It would almost be instantaneously updated on the blockchain. Now let's talk about smart contracts. 
That's a newer innovation as well, you guys. And as another blockchain innovation is self-executing contracts commonly called smart contracts. These digital contracts are enacted automatically once certain criteria and or conditions are met. For example, a payment for a good might be released instantly once the buyer and or the seller have met specified parameters for that specific deal. We see great potential in the area of smart contracts every day. Understand, blockchain changes every single day. Using blockchain technology and coded instructions to automate legal contracts, a properly coded smart legal contract on a distributed ledger can minimize <laughs> and preferably eliminate the need for outside third parties to verify performances. Let's talk about supply chain monitoring. Supply chains involve massive amounts of information, especially as goods go from one part of the world to the other. With traditional storage methods though, it can be hard to trace the source of problems, like which vendor poor quality goods came from. Storing this information on the blockchain would make it easier to go back and monitor the supply chain, such as IBM's Food Trust, which uses blockchain technology to track food from its harvest to its consumption. One of the other uses that's getting uh, up there in popularity really is voting. Experts are looking into the ways that they can apply blockchain to prevent fraud in voting. In theory, blockchain voting would allow people to submit votes that couldn't be tampered with, as well as would remove the need to have people manually collect and verify paper ballots. You guys, these are just some of the uses. What if I told you that you could manage unlimited WordPress websites from a single dashboard with tools for security, performance, backup, uptime monitoring, plugin, and theme management, and much, much more? What if I told you you could do all of this for just $60 a year? That's right. Unlimited websites, whether you're running one website or 100,000 websites, just $60 a year. Introducing Octane Command Center, the most powerful WordPress site management platform on the market today. Sign up today and get a seven day free trial at wpoctane.co forward slash care hyphen plans. What are some of the advantages of blockchain? Let's talk about that. Well, for starters, there's a higher accuracy of transactions. Why? Because a blockchain transaction has to be verified by multiple nodes. This does reduce the error rates of these transactions. If one node has made a mistake in a database, the others would see it is different and catch the error. In contrast, a traditional database, if someone makes a mistake, it might be more likely to go on through. In addition, every asset is individually identified and tracked on the blockchain ledger. So there is no chance of double spending, like a person overdrawing their bank account, thereby spending money twice. It's not going to happen. The other benefit is there's no need for intermediaries. Using the blockchain, you guys, two parties in a transaction can confirm and complete something without working through a third party. Not only does this save time, as well as the cost for paying for an intermediary like a bank, it makes it smoother and faster. It has the ability to bring greater efficiency to all digital commerce to increase financial empowerment to the unbanked or underbanked populations of the world and to power a new generation of internet applications as a result. The other thing is, is that it also provides extra security. What do I mean by that? Now, theoretically, a decentralized network like a blockchain makes it nearly impossible for someone to make fraudulent transactions. To enter a forged transaction, 
they would need to hack every node and change every ledger. While this isn't necessarily impossible, it is unlikely. I mean, the odds aren't in their favor that they're going to take the time to do that or even have the know-how to do that. Many cryptocurrencies, blockchains use what they call proof of stake or proof of work transactions, verifications, methods that make it difficult as well as not in participants' best interest to be adding fraudulent transactions. Now, we already briefly discussed, you know, more efficient transfers. Now, since blockchains do operate 24-7, people can make more efficient financial and asset transfers, especially internationally. They don't need to wait for days for some bank to approve it or some government agency to be like, oh, okay, here's your transaction. You do need to understand, though, that while all of those benefits are phenomenal, there are some disadvantages to blockchain. As an example, there is a limit to the number of transactions that can be completed per second. Given that blockchain depends on a ledger network to approve transactions, there's only so many ways that it can go and there's only a specific amount of speed that it can move at. So as an example, Bitcoin can only process 4.6 transactions per second versus the 1700 per second with Visa. In addition, increasing numbers of transactions can create network speed issues. And until this improves, and scalability is a challenge. High energy costs. Having all these nodes working to verify transactions take significantly longer and more electricity than a single database or spreadsheet. Not only does it make blockchain-based transactions more expensive, but it also creates a large carbon burden on the environment. Now, because some of this, some industry leaders are beginning to move away from certain blockchain technologies like Bitcoin. As an example, Elon Musk had recently stated that Tesla would stop accepting Bitcoin partly because he was concerned about the damage to the environment. This is one of the biggest reasons we at Comart NFTs now plant 100 trees per NFT sold. There is a risk of asset losses. Some digital assets are secured using cryptography keys like a cryptocurrency and a blockchain wallet you need to carefully guard this key. If the owner of a digital asset loses the private cryptography key that gives them access to their assets, currently there's no way to recover it. The asset's just gone permanently. Because the system is decentralized, you can't call a central authority like your bank to ask to regain access. There's also a potential for illegal activity. Blockchain's decentralization adds more privacy and confidentiality, which unfortunately makes it appealing to certain criminals. It's harder to track illicit transactions on the blockchain than in-bank transactions that are tied to a name. So how do we invest in blockchain? Has anybody ever asked themselves that? Here's, here's the punchline. You can't actually invest in blockchain itself since it's merely a system for storing and processing transactions. However, you can invest in assets and companies using this technology. The easiest way to purchase cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other tokens that run on a blockchain. Another option is to invest in blockchain companies using technology. For example, Santander Bank is experimenting with blockchain-based financial products. And if we're interested in gaining exposure to blockchain technology in your portfolio, you might buy into this stock. Not advice, just making a statement. For a more diversified approach, you could buy into an exchange-traded fund that invests in blockchain assets and companies 
like Amplify Transformational Data Sharing ETF or Block, which puts at least 80% of the assets into blockchain companies. Here's the bottom line at the end of the day, you guys. Despite the promise, blockchain remains something of a niche technology. Gray sees the potential for blockchain being used in more suitable situations, but depends on the future of governmental policies. It remains to be seen when and if regulators like SEC will take action. One thing, however, is evident, and that is the goal will be to protect markets and investors. Blockchain is similar to that of the early stages of the internet. Blockchain, you guys, is pretty much right now just like the beginning stages of the internet. It took about 15 years of having the internet before we ever saw the first version of Google, and even more than 20 years for Facebook. It's hard to predict where blockchain technology will be in another 10 or even 15 years. But much like the internet, it will significantly transform the ways that we conduct transactions and interact with one another in the future. Hurdles remain, especially with the transaction limits and energy costs. However, for investors who do see the potential of the technology, blockchain-based investments may be a bet worth taking. We need to understand that while it's new, we're also 2% of the world's population. The world's population is about 8 billion. So in 5 to 10 years, maybe even 15, those numbers could be absolutely flipped head over heels and it'll be 2% of the world's population not participating in blockchain trading, transactions, whatever in the future. So what I would tell you is, is pay attention to what blockchain is currently capable of. And then I would also tell you, do not be afraid to think outside the box. As always, we love you and appreciate your support. To keep up with everything that Comards NFTs is doing, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Comards underscore NFTs. And remember to ask yourself, what did you do to make the world a better place today? <laughs>